Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to this Balloon Party driven by Mungana St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. What I'm doing right there is conveying a timid broadcast. What do you think about that? Yeah, yesterday you came out of the gates firing. Yeah. And so today is a little softer, but, you know, still going to be a great show. Uh, yeah, the greens will be softer with these uh, rainy conditions in the St. Louis area for this Thursday and Friday's Michelob Ultra Dotum. Uh, Jackson, you and I will not be on balloon party to the dismay of many of you in the Air Comfort Service tax line because we will have our, uh, is it the seventh annual Dotum? 2016 was the first one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but we didn't have one in 2020. Right. Yeah, that meant then. Hold on, I'm going to do math on my hands. 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, 23, 7. Sweet. The 7th annual. 7th annual. Lucky number 7. So it's a two day golf tournament uh, with all of our TMA listeners. We welcome the 101 listeners as well. You would enjoy it. Uh, A friend of the feather, Jackson's roommate in Jamaica, Lisa Ann, will be in attendance uh, for the festivities as we partner with Birdies for Bipolar. So the opening drive is kind enough to be doing four hours of broadcasting on Thursday and Friday while we are out. So yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Shout out to them. And uh, so we're grateful for that. And then I think I'm out next Wednesday, too. Isn't this weird? My son has a pre-K graduation. Isn't that weird? Isn't that kind of... No, I, th- I think I might have had one of those. 2002 or three, whenever that was. Yeah, I probably did. Right. I said to my mom, I said, yeah, you want to come to the quote-unquote graduation? She goes, I didn't know they did that for pre-K. I said, I didn't either. But I feel like I ought to be there. So Yeah, yeah, it's fun, you know. Hors d'oeuvres is probably going to be... You think there'll be hors d'oeuvres at yeah. 9.30 in the morning? Yeah, but deviled eggs. Huh. I like no. a deviled so, egg. So I think that'll just be like the NBA show, because you're going to be hosting next Wednesday by yourself, you said? Oh, 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 oh. hey, you just give me the ball, and but just understand that you know I have a certain running style. And it's all AD and LeBron. Yeah, I just, I'm curious how the Lakers are going to guard Jokic tonight, you know? Do you put Rui Hachimura on him? Let Davis kind of like patrol the paint? I you think will, you'll play. get those questions answered next Wednesday when I'm in a pre-K graduation ceremony. But here is a question that was posed 24 hours ago. Can the Cardinals carry over the momentum from the road trip? Can Jack Flaherty rediscover form? Can Wilson Contreras catch Jack Flaherty? And can Nolan Arnado? 
continue the hot hitting that he put on display over the weekend at Fenway Park. And the Cardinals said yes to all of those questions in a resounding fashion against the first place Brewers. My goodness, could you ask for anything more than we saw last night at Bush Stadium, brother? That was as, as good as it gets. Just pile it on. Andrew Kisner. Position player or not, I'm hammering that baseball. That's right. Love it. Love to see it. Pinch runner comes in and hits a home run in the same inning for the first time in the history of the game. I saw the Cardinal account just tweeted that out. Really? Yeah, how about that? That's unbelievable. Fun facts for no one tell. That's pretty awesome. Fun fact for no one tell. Yeah, especially, I mean, baseball's been around so long for anything to be the first in the game's history is fascinating to me. I, I, here is, uh, you call this the little piddle show, but you also call it Honesty and Media, right? Indeed. I'm, I'm trying to follow along. Yeah, here. no, I do. Taylor Twelman will be with us on uh, Honesty and Media uh, at uh, 1030. I, maybe, you got to be honest. <laughs> I didn't think Jack Flaherty was capable of that kind of who would you say can do that kind of thing in Major League Baseball? There aren't many guys left who, I'm sure plenty of guys could, but they're not allowed to stay in that long to right, do it. exactly. So I don't even know who I was going to go with. I immediately like default to Kershaw, but I'm not even sure he would be doing it not now. Anymore, yeah. I don't... Uh, Zach Gallen? Yeah. Uh, Wheeler, maybe. But even then, like guys getting into triple-digit pitches. Seven strikeouts. Yeah. Or seven innings, ten strikeouts, no earned runs. Yeah, that's an unbelievable stat. And it was an inning, as Chip Carey was noting during the first inning, he's throwing a bunch of pitches. And it looks like, and I'm going to watch that, I'm going, oh my God, balloon party tomorrow at 10.01. Jack Flaherty getting lit up with Wilson Contreras behind the plate. How am I going to handle this? That's what I'm thinking to myself, and I'm mumbling to myself. <laughs> right. And my son, who's all excited about this pre-K graduation, is like, but Daddy, what's wrong? He sounds like said, Oliver Twist. He does. He's British, <laughs> which is awkward with me being Irish. <laughs> and I go, oh, I got this balloon party at 1001. And anytime Jack Flaherty does something bad, it's a whole thing. Here, let me read these STL Today comments. And, uh, and then the next thing you know, Wilson Contreras greets his brother as he comes up to plate with the bases loaded. Ground ball. Double play, and as Mike Shannon would say, the worm has turned, and it did. And Nolan Arnato hits the three-run home run, four straight games with the home run for Arnato, who's just on a rake fest now. And the Cardinals pile on the offense all while with Wilson Contreras learning how to catch in the last seven days, guiding Jack Flaherty to land his plane to the tune of seven innings, 10 strikeouts, no earned runs, and also something to keep an eye on because control has been an issue at times. Uh, two walks, three hits against the first-place Brewers at home when the Cardinals had not played uh, particularly well there. And, and I'm telling you, for real, it's a Monday night game. Yes, it's first-place Brewers, but considering the Flaherty situation, more so considering Contreras being behind the plate, had that inning in the top of the first gone bat crap and it spirals and let's say you and i are in here doing a show in which the brewers won 18 to 1 following mm -hmm. flaherty and Contreras being the battery imagine the tone of the conversation yeah but alas jackson that is not the set of circumstances instead it's the cardinals having won seven of eight 
and uh, still the worst record in the National League, which is really saying something. I mean, I guess that tells you just how bad it was to start the right. season. Exactly. They've won seven of eight, and they are still the worst record in the National League. But I would imagine the Brewers are sitting there going, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is— uh, Here we go. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, you know, we've talked about it. The team is too talented to be where they were. lineup is too talented. Right. If, the rota- if Jack Flaherty can do that, and I didn't think he could do that, happy to be wrong. Yep. Couldn't be happy to be wrong. Now, he did it one time, but still, I didn't think that was, I didn't think that was in the range. When you're putting rosters together this week for the PGA Championship, and who do you have winning this week? I know you, you've, you've done some research and run some numbers. Who do you have winning at Oak Hill? Homa's always my guy. Oh, is that right? Always. He's got a problem in majors. Say, so, you know, eventually. Worm, I hope you're worm. right. I would love that to be the case. I'm Worm's got to turn. All right, there you go. I would love to see that being the case. I'll throw Cam Young out there for the people. Mm. But you run numbers and you go, okay, let's go with ceilings. And I didn't even think that was within Jack Flaherty's ceiling. Mm-hmm. Seven innings, no runs, 10 strikeouts, two walks at this point. Yeah, at this point in his career, yeah, that's uh, some you would have expected in 2019, not the case in 2023. So, Wow. God bless. Great to see. Even more so than anything else last night was that. And that's kind of strange to say in a game in which the team scored 18 runs. But Nolan Arenado being able to hit is not surprising. He's been showing that throughout his career, but it wasn't there for the first month of the season and change. And over the last week, he has certainly rediscovered it. Nolan Gorman continues to rake. Will we see him in the starting lineup tonight with Wade Miley, the lefty on the mound? Go. No. Okay. RBI leader in the National League. <laughs> Riding pine. Um, Andrew Kisner, you know. Hammering the baseball. Tracking right toward Aaron Judge or Barry Bonds' record. That's up to you which one you recognize. But uh, Jack Flaherty doing what he did to me is, is, is the lead. Yeah. I just did not see that coming and absolutely thrilled by it. Um, and again, it was a game, said yesterday at this time, I said, very rarely do I circle a game 40 games into a season, but this one, considering the set of circumstances, you can't help but circle it with the Contreras situation, with Flaherty, and uh, Derek Gould going back and forth at Wrigley Field in the clubhouse following last week on the velocity discussion. And the next thing you know, here he is. What an answer. What Absolutely. a resounding answer. Yeah, I think the the answer is the big headline for me because you talk we've learned yesterday that Paul Goldschmidt addressed the team ahead of the Chicago uh, series. Yeah. How about that? Leadership there. And then you see Nolan Arenado leading by example in Boston and carrying that over to last night. Uh Wilson Contreras responding really well uh to the crazy amount of adversity thrown his way. Uh so yeah, I think leadership and guys kind of just stepping up and, and calling out uh has really been the difference here, you know. For a, a team can sputter so easily, especially the way the Cardinals started, but the way the leadership has stepped up uh, and brought this team back to cruising altitude, sort of say, is awesome. It's really great. The Cardinals are plus three thirty to win the division. I've been monitoring this market. It was what eight days ago. Buster only was on with us, yeah. And after saying the development with Contreras is one of the most surprising things he's seen with a free agent in his career. Um, he also, in the very same interview, said the Cardinals are the team to beat in the Central, which yep. he knows sounded crazy. And that's why I was like, let me get this thing to about a plus thousand. <laughs> and that's when I'm going to fire potentially a dangerous amount of money on it. For real. Yeah. Like the Tam Avenue Capital Partners were monitoring that market. It got to plus 750 last week. I, I have a feeling that's the high watermark. 
Uh, it's plus 330 now. Mm. The Cardinals, even though they have the worst record in the National League, they are plus 330 to win the National League Central. Um, I got to be honest with you. I would probably bet that. I like that play. Uh, but I've liked it. That's why I kept bringing up that number for the last couple of weeks because I figured the offense would get right. Still, got to be honest, because this is one of the weird things you got to handle when a team is in the middle of here. I still don't think it's a, a championship caliber rotation. With that said, I didn't think Jack Flaherty could do what he just did last night. Yeah. Now, you go, okay, well, Michaelis and Flaherty. Sounds good. What can Wainwright do? Then there's Stephen Matz mm-hmm. and the guy we will see go heads up against Clayton Kershaw, the guy we're seeing tonight, Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery. Right. So if this is a week, and this is what Ali Marmol was saying last night, when you've got Peralta, who I know they raked last night, but Peralta had only had, well, that was his worst start of the year, and he only had one start where he gave up more than three runs going into that, and that was in, at, at San Diego in the middle of April. He gave up five earned runs. And that's a lineup that certainly has not reached its potential uh, to date yet itself with the Padres. You look at that lineup, I think you would say that's got to be up there with the best in the game, yeah, best in the five. National League, and, and and right there with the Blue Jays, I would say, as far as uh, overall best in baseball. I don't know who these people are on the Rays, but they're <laughs> apparently the 27 Yankees. They rake. Um, so with that established, you know that's going to be there. What can the rotation do? And what Jack Flaherty did last night, you go, oh, well, if that's if that's – a right. possibility, then all right. Perhaps I was wrong on Jack Flaherty. As a Cardinal fan and a lifelong St. Louisan, I would be happy to be wrong. Now, some people are texting in here. 314 says Brewers lineup sucks. Well, either way, I still well, it's major league lineup. It's a first place lineup. I recognize it's the National League Central, but still, for him to do that, even if a major league lineup sucks. That was that was something that was super impressive. And keep in mind, he really had to labor in the first inning. So he kept his head about him and, and battled through it, got out of it with the Contreras ground out, uh, the William, not the Wilson, and the Cardinals got him a lead, and off they went. So anxious to see what takes place tonight. Miley Montgomery, Jackson says, you will not see Nolan Gorman. I'll agree with Jackson on that in the starting lineup. It's only got seven ABs against lefties. So I would imagine they wouldn't change that despite the fact that he's leading the league in RBIs. But with the Cardinals on the heater, they are on. We will see if it can continue and if it can do it this week with Peralta, Miley, Burns, Urias, Gonsolin, Syndergaard, and Kershaw. That would be one hell of an accomplishment. I cannot imagine they will face a tougher week of starting pitchers than this week that they get here in St. Louis. Taylor Twelman's going to join us coming up at 10.30 in the next segment. It's Jackson's Half and Half. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that is coming your way. Taylor Twelman brought to you by Together Credit Union. Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you. We are giving away tickets today for the Bud Bash on Thursday for the game against the Dodgers. This week's Bud Bash game features a limited edition Mike Matheny bobblehead. Text in to the Air Comfort Service text line at 314-399-9646. I know you're in control of this show. Bingo. But I would like to give to you a handwritten request. Okay. Asking if I can pick today's Bud Bash ticket winner. I'm asking politely. Yeah, of course. I can tell by the pitch of your voice nearly shattering the glass that you don't like this request, even though it was handwritten. Right. Yeah, and I appreciate the handwritten notes. Mm-hmm. Great penmanship, Tim. Thank you. Um, Thank you, St. Gabriel's. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I'm. I am willing. 
happy might be a stretch, but I'm yeah. willing uh, to give up. For me that to have power. a Tuesday. Yeah. So now will day. the people write it differently, knowing that I'm who they're speaking to, like a politician. If they want to win, they should. Yeah. You know, your Aaron Gordon take, or your you know, what should how should the Lakers defend the Nuggets? That might not resonate as well with Tim. It'll resonate with me. Right. You know, might not necessarily resonate with Tim. Yeah. So pick pick wisely, and then you could have two tickets to the Cardinals and the Dodgers on Thursday night for the Bud Bash because that's what we're giving away, and I get to pick today. Woot, 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 woot. Text in 314-399-9646. Half and half from Jackson coming up. Taylor Twelman coming up as well. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. This is Balloon Party driven by Monganest. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party, 101 ESPN, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Actor, Alton Toyota, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Taylor Twelman joining us coming up in about 15 minutes, presented by Together Credit Union. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday, and that means it's time for the half and half presented by the Piddles Corporation. Yes. You guys are a C-Corp, right? Uh, I don't know what that means, so <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Nice. Very that, nice. Because that's always what you do when you don't know what things that's mean. Correct. You just agree with them. Amen. Uh, big picture, I have a big picture question about the Cardinals, mm. and it has nothing to do with last night's game. It actually, you'll, you'll hear it and you go, but they just scored 18 runs last night. But it's totally big picture macro. Even if they fully turn around, especially offensively, do you still think do you think the start of this season will make the Cardinals reevaluate how they do things in the offseason from the scouting size, from player development, talent evaluation? Is the Cardinal way the only way? How do you think that'll play out? Do you think that they'll change their mindset around the way they operate? Or do you think that when they eventually do turn it around fully, it'll just further validate the Cardinal way kind of thing? I want to tell you two things right now. Mm. <laughs> You already know. This is, it's like when I interviewed Quinn Snyder, and I could tell he like wanted to fight me. It was 20 years ago, too, after they lost to Marquette. Sup, D-Wade? Sup, Tim? Uh, was that an overtime? It was. Ricky Clemens. I was before my time. ATV. And uh, and he didn't like one of my questions. And he got, well, first off, and I go, uh-oh. <laughs> it was just me and Quinn, like in the the bowels of the, the Hearn, the Hearn Center. Center. Yeah. Uh, and as it turns out later... As he was leaving the Hearn Center, he made it clear he was not happy with me. <laughs> so, first off, I like you. I like you a lot. Thanks. I hate that question. Yeah. I mean, what is the, what is it? What, what are we doing here? It's what are we doing? Gr- it's a, it's not a, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's not the greatest Well, I know question. you can't lie because it's not, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, if the Cardinals turn it around, will they focus on the first six weeks of the season in which they were playing badly and then therefore turn away from the Cardinal way. Is that what you're asking me? Well, I think there's a difference between playing badly and historically badly. Like, that that, that start was historically bad, and it, and it stemmed, I believe, from the bad rotation that was constructed in the offseason. I would agree with that being the top reason, but that's why I don't know I don't know what the definition is. So let me ask you this for okay. the purpose of trying to entertain this god-awful question. What does turn it around mean to you? When it's all said and done, whatever date you're choosing on turning around. Making the playoffs. Okay, making the playoffs. Yeah, not necessarily winning the division, but making the playoffs. Because if you say right now, i got to bet X amount of dollars mm-hmm. that the Cardinals make the playoffs, I would bet that they do make the playoffs. But I think before the season, plenty of people who are critical in St. Louis and maybe around baseball 
of the Cardinal rotation would have said they're going to make the playoffs. The issue has been when they get into the playoffs. I would tell you the rotation being bad was not surprising. The level of poor performance was what was surprising because you had some really bad starts in there from people who you weren't necessarily expecting it. But you can't look at Steven Madsen and go, what? He's not going to win the Cy Young? And Jake Woodford filling in. So that that complicated the, the matter. But again, it's not like Adam Wainwright's going to go back to 2009 form. That would be an unrealistic expectation. With that said, I think the thing that really threw things off, and I didn't necessarily think it was this simple, but you would ask me, when will you feel like you know the Cardinals have turned it around? And the answer was always Nolan Arenado. Right. I didn't expect it to be this big of a domino, though. My right. goodness. I mean, it is a direct correlation no with Nolan Arenado. But when you have that in the middle of the order, then that does impact the top of the lineup. And then if there's runners on base, it benefits the guys hitting behind him. So... No. If they get to the playoffs, I think they'll say, look, it's five straight years we've been to the playoffs. That's what I think it'll be. If, okay. if, if they, And then I could be off the mark on that, but that's that's what I feel like the defense was for previous years of inactivity. So, therefore, I don't know why it would change if they do play at a 600-level clip from now through the rest of the year. Because then, if anything, they would say, well, look, our process was right. We just had one bad month, and Nolan Arenado had one of the worst months of his career in that month. Yeah. So our process was right. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that's very right. I but, I, very but, fair. But, but the issue, again, would go back to is this rotation, rotation that can get a team to a world championship? And I would say no, right. vehemently. But, hey, I'm the same guy who was falling out of my chair last night watching Jack Flaherty do what he's doing. So if Jack Flaherty can revert to form— and by form, I mean 2019 form, which I had just written off, then that's a different set of circumstances. That was something else. He had that slider working last night, and he was on. He hadn't had double-digit strikeouts since September of 2020. Really? Yeah. That's, that is shocking. That but, is, I, that, mean, that's, I just didn't, I didn't even consider that in his range of outcomes. Yeah. You know, it's like, like if Wainwright, and none of this stuff's ever personal. None of it's ever personal. If, it's, if you got somebody doing a show and it's personal, you got to, you know, whatever. I don't give a damn. I can do whatever they want. But I, I, I'm just making my observations. Right. And Adam Wainwright's as great of a person that I have covered in my career. Entertaining interview, first class, candid when he wants to be, candid to the point of sometimes getting himself in trouble. But I don't expect Adam Wainwright to go out and do, like I said, what he did in the year that many thought he would have won the Cy Young. And had the bullpen been able to close out but his 20th win, I think he would have won the Cy Young instead of Tim Lincecum. It's not what I think is in the range of likely outcomes for one of his performances. But maybe he can do it. I didn't consider Jack Flaherty being in that. So if Wainwright can do that and Flaherty can do that, but those things that I consider to be such long shots, it's not really realistic. The Cardinal lineup doing something that it's been doing as of late isn't all that surprising. Um, And that, to me, is what would most likely carry this team until it gets to a point where they go, okay, now more than one guy is hitting and we can trade the quote-unquote surplus, the logjam, and acquire a starting pitcher. But who are you going to make a deal with right now in the middle of May? That's unlikely. So you got to get through to mid-July, most likely, to get to a point where other teams are willing to say we're out. And that's a lot fewer than it used to be because of the number of teams that get into the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So that's, well, that's a different a set of circumstances as well. And they, I've, I just can't imagine this team's a championship team with the current rotation. But then again, I couldn't imagine Jack Flaherty doing what he did last night. Jackson, what else do you have here on this little piddles half and half? 
So we found out yesterday that before the Chicago series, uh, Paul Goldschmidt spoke with the team. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. I think it was John Denton, friend of the show, John Denton's tweet, talking about, you know, Goldschmidt had some words, some very poignant words for the team. Did before that... they opened up the series in Chicago, coming right. off of the win against Detroit, but they still had lost two of three to the Tigers. Yeah. The uh, Did it surprise you to hear that Goldschmidt, who we traditionally think of as a lead-by-example guy, kind of get the team together and say some things? And uh, do you think that players respond better to that than maybe, say, a manager having that discussion when you have a leader of the 100%. team? 100%. Don't even think twice on that. Yeah. And especially, and I don't know, you know, I, I talked a little bit about this on TMA with John Denton last hour. Uh, you can watch the, the program, youtube.com slash TMASTL. And I think today with my black hat mm-hmm. and yeah, my blue do. eyes, it's like, wow, how does he get better looking with age? And I don't have the answer. I use a lot of moisturizer. Right. I'm, I'm going to give some secrets away. Uh, but I am shrinking, I think. So Paul Goldschmidt is a really kind guy. But Paul Goldschmidt has no interest in doing interviews. Not because he's Barry Bonds, but it's just it's just not his personality. Paul mm-hmm. Goldschmidt is baseball. I think Paul Goldschmidt's family. And Paul Goldschmidt has zero interest in any of that kind of stuff. I remember doing an interview with him for my podcast, and he had bought, I don't know if it's public now or not, but he had bought a, a well-known professional golfer's home in the Jupiter area, and, uh, and it had a putting green and a Goldschmidt's into golf, and so we were BSing about that, and he kind of gave me a little there. And then we got done, he goes, Sorry, I'm just not really that good at this. <laughs> and I go, dude, you don't apologize to me. Right. I'm some creep on AM radio. Right. You know, you don't need to apologize to me. So it's not like he's like, I'm going to give a bad interview because I don't like doing it. It's not who he is. My point being, his teammates know that is not who he is. So for him to stand up before that series and talk to his team, you better believe it carries more weight. I remember when Dave Duncan was the Cardinal pitching coach, and I don't remember which way guy was. I think it might have been Matt Morris who said it was like E.F. Hutton. When he talks, people listen. Yeah, That's because he doesn't speak a lot. But when he does decide to stand up, you pay attention because you know he's just not doing it or he's not going on social media and doing look-at-me crap. You know, he's a baseball guy. And so he picks his spots. And sure enough, the team's won, what, six of seven since Paul Goldschmidt stood up there and, and talked to him in the cramped Wrigley uh, clubhouse. So, yeah, it's a nice little nugget of information there on uh, on. Schmidt did, and the team has followed suit. That is for sure. Uh, all right, we will take a break. We're going to pivot to Taylor Twelman. Together Credit Union presents him every Tuesdays. It's Tuesdays with Twelman coming up next here on Balloon Party. Driven by Mungan, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 120 All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're headed down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. This is Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Presented by Together Credit Union. Together Credit Union, the City SC Visa credit card is exclusively available at togethercu.org. Welcome back. 
This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. And it is our pleasure every Tuesday, presented by Together Credit Union, to be joined by Taylor Twelman. Taylor, good morning. What's up, brother? How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing? What's going on? Tell me what's going on. I am on my way to Nashville. I got Nashville, Miami tomorrow night, but then I got St. Louis Sport in Kansas City Saturday night. Oh, nice. Look at yeah. that. All right. Here we come. Back in town. Yep. God, get, get, just warn everyone in St. Louis, I'm coming. Nice. <laughs> when, when you come back to St. Louis, do you have a priority as far as a meal? I'm sure you want to see the family, of course, but is there a, is there a spot that when you're in town, you make sure you're dining at? I'd like to know that. Any guns. I make sure call. I make it's at really least nice call. one, if not like three appearances in 36 hours at Any Guns. Nice. Jackson, that's where he's going to be. Can't, hey, can't argue with that. What, what, what dish do you order, Taylor? Um, Whatever they put in front of me, but the smoked trout appetizer is uh, best in the world. Wow. Hands down. Nice. Look at that. Sounds I like this. Yep. It's a nice little recommendation. That's a great spot, Andy Guns. Well, you'll find you'll find me there too because I I wear my jersey, shin guards. I wear the whole uniform. <laughs> yeah, kind of, some does. people would say that's a look at me move, but I just think it's like, hey, this is what I did. <laughs> I dress how I played. Absolutely. Uh, Taylor, you made the observation uh, in the midst of the loss by City Saturday that uh, Chicago deservedly winning. One nothing at home. Uh, Perez should have been sent off for a second yellow, and Nelson caught sleeping on the back post defending, uh, and, and made that observation. And then uh, Lutz and uh, got involved in making the observation and said, "You summed it up uh, the whole game. The only thing I would add is the word harmless." Uh, in in his observation on your observation, what did you think of what we saw on Saturday and the lack of offense overall here over the last few weeks? Yeah, man, I think that's what Lutz is addressing, right? They, they're just uh, there's no harm being put on the opposition right now from St. Louis City. It's a very anemic, uh, pedantic type of performance. It's very predictable, um, and I think the alarming thing is this: Tim, when you when you honestly see the last six games against MLS opponent, and you realize that St. Louis City has only won one of those games. it's alarming in the sense that now all of a sudden the blueprint is there on how to play St. Louis City, but more so the lack of energy from the City players. If you don't have that from a St. Louis City perspective, then you can't play the style of play that Bradley Carnell wants to play. You can't be as ruthless as you want to be. The opposition is completely comfortable playing St. Louis City in the present time, and so – we knew this was going to rear its head. It's an expansion year. Um, I think some of the players may have read the headlines too soon, you know, winning the first five games of the franchise history in Major League Soccer. Uh, because when you look at the roster and what it was, all the expectations, I'm not saying they were the worst team in the league, bar none, but the expectations were not that they were going to have the more goals than anyone else, more points than anyone else six games into the year. And yet there they were, and yet some of the players, I think, have maybe read the headlines and not gotten back uh, to what made them so successful early on. And I think St. Louis City fans should be alarmed a little bit because this is not uh, what they saw in the first four or five games. And quite frankly, uh, the last six games hasn't been nearly as good as it should be. 
What do you think about the style of, of play now coming under the microscope? Uh, you know, Bradley Carnell, uh, are they going to change the style of play? Certainly hasn't. Last few weeks, you kind of have seen the opposition allow them to keep possession because City's doing very little with it. So would you like to see them alter that? What what changes could be made or what changes should be made, in your opinion, Taylor? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, Tim, right? I, I've been on the record and will always be on the record. I'm not a massive fan of the system, never have been, whether it's the New York Red Bulls, whether it's Red Bull Leipzig, uh, whatever it may be. I'm not a huge fan of the system. I think there's a hybrid to the system, and I think that's going to be very interesting. When you have a player like Leuven, who is very technical, very good on the ball, but has a real good understanding of the moments of the game when to go a 1,000 miles an hour, but also when to put your foot on it and to keep possession. But you've got to have players around that that understand that. And so it's difficult if you want to completely change you know, the principles of play, which Bradley Cardinal is not going to do. You don't waste an entire preseason to do that. But is there a hybrid to that? Is there a version to that where now if the opposition looks you in the face and says, listen, you can have the ball, you dictate the game, and where you used to be uncomfortable, can you play into that, especially at City Park in front of your home fans? That's going to be the most interesting part Saturday night. Listen, Sporting Kansas City is playing the best team in the league Wednesday night in L.A., then flying to St. Louis. There are no excuses for St. Louis City not to get three points at home, but more so in the first 15, 20 minutes to punch Sport of Kansas City in the face and remind them you just came off of that game Wednesday night, and now you're in our building. I, I think it's vital that they show who they are in the first 15 to 20. I'd love to see what kind of atmosphere we're finally going to have with the atmosphere already having been ridiculous. But we, for the most part, haven't had particularly good weather. Some of it's just been downright terrible for the home games. And Saturday, I believe, should be perfect for the first time. What are you doing, Tim? What are you doing right now? It's Tuesday. You know St. Louis could have a tornado this afternoon. I'm looking outside. It looks like it's probably 50-50, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? We can't jinx the weather in St. Louis like this. I figured with you walking in Annie Guns and your whole outfit, I figured, oh, you've got some kind of juice around here. I'd be the game from Annie Guns because you just jinxed <laughs> That'd it be the great. weather job. That'd, awesome. That'd be outstanding. I'd, I'd drop by for, to, to watch that. Hey, something in that Twitter, that, that thread on Twitter uh, with you and, and Lutz that, that got a lot of attention. I'm, I'm curious on this, and I'm going to need you to expound because, as, as you can imagine, plenty of people uh, might not know exactly what he's talking about, but it got attention. Uh, somebody said, quite a tweet, Lutz. Are you frustrated with the boys or frustrated? because you want an EPL move. Also, what's up with the unfilled third DP and three unfilled U22 spots? And he responded, simply agreed with Taylor because he is spot on, talking about your analysis on the Chicago game, and there is zero plans to get a third DP. Uh, Your analysis of that, and uh, if you wouldn't mind an explanation as to what he's talking about, because that caught some uh, people's attention when he said that. Yeah, well, first off, I appreciate transparency. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, in our world, in the media world, we often beg uh, the people in between the lines and in front offices, to be honest, but then oftentimes we ridicule them. And, and Tim, I've always been of the mindset since I've been doing this for 14 years, I want people to be themselves and be honest. So I appreciated the transparency. I also wasn't born yesterday. So if St. Louis City lose the next two games, including Sporting Kansas City at home, 
I'm not going to sit here and say that Lutz is 100% going to stand by the fact that he may not look for a third designated player this summer. Quite honestly, St. Louis City has so much flexibility within their roster, they could buy down their two DPs now, and they could have three other DPs. Their roster is set up so perfectly to really go for it when they want to. Do I think they do that this year? I do not. Do I think Lutz goes out and tries to sign two or three players this summer? Absolutely. But what Lutz is saying on May 6th doesn't mean that Lutz is saying that on May 23rd, May 31st, June 15th, if some player falls in his lap. The one thing I want the listeners to understand is the biggest pool of players is in the summer window. It is not in the winter window. And that's where I think Lutz, with his European history, is going to have to learn that, yes, you may be reluctant of adding a player to the team in the summer, yet the Seattle Sounders did it five years in a row, and for those five, they went to MLS Cup. If you add the right player, it doesn't matter that it's in the summer because the better players are available in the summer than they are in the winter, and that's going to be, I think, one of those growing pains, I think, for Lutz and Bradley Carnell in St. Louis City. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, I 100% Lutz says there's no third DP coming. That means there's not. That was last weekend. What happens if they lose the next two games? Yeah. I can promise you one thing. You may reassess what's going on. Hey, final question, especially with you on the call this week. And uh, Zhao Klaus, uh, any updates on him? Anything you're hearing on him and how he's doing, how he's feeling? I think the I think the comeback's a little slower than expected and yeah. obviously wanted. Um, I, I don't know. I think a full week without a Wednesday game gives him an option and, and potential of being available, but I don't think anyone will know that answer until Thursday's training is done. Um, but it's crazy how much they miss him. I, I don't think yeah. I don't think Klaus is going to score 15, 20 goals to him, right? But it's amazing what he does for everyone else, and I'm 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 a little surprised at how important he is for them, and they desperately need him back. We will find out what the status is sometime Thursday, and then Taylor will be on the call this weekend with City taking on Sporting KC, and look for Taylor. He'll be the guy dressed up in his kit at Annie Guns, Jackson, when you're right. hanging out there. I'll keep my eye open. All right, there it is, Taylor. We always enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to St. Louis this weekend. We appreciate it, man. No, oh, I can't wait, my man. See you soon. Take it easy. Nice That's Taylor day. Twelman presented by Together Credit Union on Tuesdays with Twelman here on Balloon Party. All right, coming up on our final segment today, we will have the winner of our Bud Bash ticket giveaway. I get to pick today. Woot woot. Congratulations, Tim. I know. I'm kind of excited about this. As you should That means be. I have to go through the, the Air Comfort Service text line. Yeah, too My sweet. therapist instructed me back in January of 22. He said, don't read that text line. Yeah. And so now i got to go do it. It's a sacrifice you make for broadcast excellence. All right. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to avoid tickets to the Cardinals and Dodgers on Thursday night, plus finish off the Lil Piddles half and half. It's next on Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Hacker, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, well, well. Big moment as the winning text has just been selected here in the final commercial break 
of Munganess, St. Louis Acura's balloon party. Uh, went with the 980. Yep. I don't know what area code that is. I assume it's Malibu. That's that's where I play the best. Yeah, you uh, do. And I assume uh, that you would agree. Malibu, maybe the Hamptons. Yeah. Maybe Palm Beach. I don't know. Cape kind Cod. Of, Cape Cod, yeah. Martha's Vineyard. That Those are my people, even though I'm Tam Avenue through and through. Jackson, the winning text, would you like to read it? To our audience, it's it covers a lot of covers a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah, and I want people to really pay attention to the first sentence. Mm-hmm. I hate Tim. Perfect. Yesterday's Cardinal game was quite fun to watch. I just wish they would have saved some of those runs for tonight because something tells me, just based off history, every time they put up double-digit points, the next game is usually two or less. So much there to work with, and we can kind of go line by line here if you're watching uh, on my telestrator. <laughs> First off, I hate Tim is used as a greeting. (laughs) How are you, gentlemen? I hate Tim. Good morning. How are you? You can save some time by just simply saying three syllables. I hate Tim. Mm -hmm. Good morning. How are you doing? Right. Takes a lot of time. And on a program in which the host of the show has no skill for time management, candidly, it's an hour, we got we got to get to business on this program. And so I hate Tim covers all the bases. And then what do we have next? Uh, yesterday's Cardinal game was quite fun to watch, period. Nice. I, I think that's a unifying point. Yeah. I just wish they would have saved some of those runs for tonight because something tells me just based off history, and then the period enters the chat yeah, for no I, reason. I, I enjoy fun with grammar. Every time they put up double-digit points... Big fan of that. That that's what put it over the top for yeah, me. Yeah, and then I, I hate Tim caught my attention. You have my attention. And then I felt I don't think this can go under. You know, you can't overstate this. Uh, there's a period after double digit points, and then starting the next sentence saying the next game usually is two or less. I just just if this was an ACT question, there's multiple things. One, what sentence doesn't belong? Mm. You would probably pick the I hate Tim, but I don't know. But yet again, a unifying point. Right, but. Um, but when you start every time, that's just one sentence. There's no need for two periods. Remember that Britney Spears song, Every Time, and it was shot with Stephen Dorff at the Palms in 2004? Remember that? I don't. I don't um, know what was going on in that video. Yeah, I, I often we'll break f- that down. frequent the Palms, but... Do you really? Yeah. Gigi really? Salad. No, I've never been. Wow. God, you had me on the hook there. I was about to pay you off. I'm a big, like, Hollywood historian kind of guy, and I, I like to... It's in Las Vegas, bruh. I think there's um, I think there's one in LA, the Palm. We're talking about two different things here. Yeah, I'm be. talking about the the hotel casino in Las Vegas. Ah, uh, couldn't owned be by sorry. The who own the Kings? Oh. You know, an NBA team. I do. Yeah. yeah there you go. Perked Light up. Like the beam. Like all of a sudden you did a little key bump. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we'll talk more about that Britney Spears video tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, uh, what time is it? Oh, we can do more half and halfing. Yeah, we can go. Ten fifty-five. Look at me. Yep. All right. So uh, we've <laughs> asked some cardinal questions. I'm going to ask a little uh-huh. sports business question. Oh, sports business. I thought for sure we were going to get a look at the uh, the Nuggets and Lakers. As much as I would love to. Five minutes simply is not enough time for me to break it down, so I won't even try. Right. The NFL has announced that they will have a wild card playoff game streamed exclusively on NBC's app Peacock. We have seen the NFL do this in the regular season with Amazon Prime, but that's the regular season. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. time it's no freebies. Folks will be, have to pony up a monthly subscription fee to see this playoff game. How do you think folks will react? Is Negatively. This a, <laughs> is this a good sign of things to come for those of us looking forward to what I call the hashtag shift to stream? <sighs> it, when, whenever this comes along, I assume it'll be early January-ish, yeah. all hell will break loose. Big time. If you want to you know set an alarm on your phone now for twitter 
uh, get ready. And especially if it's certain markets more than other markets, I think it could lead to even more chaos. But uh, I think it's I think it's the inevitable future of sports broadcasting. Right. So whoever is the the Lewis and Clark, so to speak, is the one who is going to encounter things on their journey of this sports television frontier. I and I yeah I I just think that's so. Odd. You didn't expect me to answer with poetry, did you? No, but I'm glad you did. And I have a little update on our uh, update on bash, what our butt bash winner. They sent a text. You call it butt bash? Bud. Yeah, Bud is not the sponsor of the ticket giveaway. It's he, Bud. He claims that he was voice to text and it was supposed to say "Hey Tim" and it corrected to "I hate Tim." And I gotta be honest, that voice text won you. Tickets to yeah. The, if he would have said, "Hey Tim," would have just yeah. You would have never won. Nah, not a chance in the world. I hate Tim. Yep. So that's that's the battle cry of this year. We have free dotum on TMA. I yeah. hate Tim on Balloon Party. Yep. Yep. And honestly, and that's Jamie Rivers' music coming. Oh, you look over at that door with fear in your eye. Nah, you know. Uh oh. Just doesn't. doesn't uh oh. I've been shaking in my boots before. <laughs> Jamie doesn't make, necessarily make me shake in my boots. Wow. Who does? Oh, so many. I mean, to start counting now, so many people make me shake in my It's boots. an affable group of folks here on 101 ESPN. Oh, it's not in this building. Oh, okay. Just in I general. Just like... Like, think, I, think, I think I'm a naturally scared person. <laughs> so, uh, what, a, what a statement. Yeah, so I think most people scare me. But Jamie is such a, just a great guy that doesn't necessarily I mean, I'm telling me. you, he was walking with a purpose <laughs> to our studio last week after the, as it's now known, unfortunate Alex Petrangelo incident. Who wears number seven? I love that. You're learning about VGK. The first time. Were you watching the Kraken and the Stars last night? No. Um, Yikes. But uh, I know that the Stars won. They did. I was watching. Despite, did the Kraken score right at the end? They there? did with like 17 seconds left. Yeah, so... Uh, Seattle's out, but Dallas is in versus VGK. I mean, what a series that will be. That breakdown, not sponsored, but uh, nonetheless be. should be and yeah. could be. I agree with you because that was that was uh, Pang-esque is what that was. All right, time for us to shut it down. Uh, BK and Ferrario are coming up next. We'll break down that Britney Spears video every time. So everybody watch that tonight and give yeah. me your analysis. I still don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I really don't. But that's Steven Dorf's in there, and he's a rabble-rouser. Uh, BK and Ferrari are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.